Welcome to the Pint Glass Football Podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for checking out the Pint Glass Football Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Fowler, and today's episode is a special edition where I'm going to give you my picks for the games that I will be betting in the NFL this week and give you a few opinions on fantasy football relevant players in these games. So hopefully you dominate week five and crush your bookie. So I'm going to start out with the first game that I like, and that's a look at the New York Giants versus the Minnesota Vikings. Really, when you look at New York, they just look like a different team since Daniel Jones took over. They're playing with a lot of confidence. They're putting up a lot of points, and he just gives them a totally different option at quarterback with his ability to run. And they've in, they've integrated a lot of RPO-type plays and just really given them a spark. Now, I know they beat up on Washington last week, who's not a great team, but they just look like a much better team than the Giants we saw in the first two weeks. And the defense, which statistically hasn't been great, you know, even they have looked better since Daniel Jones took over. And when I look at the Vikings, I look at a team that's kind of a mess right now. You know, Stephon Diggs has created this controversy inside the locker room. You know, Adam Thielen calling out Kirk Cousins. You know, and rightfully so because Kirk Cousins has been, well, awful. But there just isn't a good vibe around this Vikings team. And it's just the opposite for New York. The defense, like I said, playing better. The offense has clearly been better. And when I've got the Giants at home getting five and a half, I've got to take that bet. The Vikings may win this game, but give me the points in the New York Giants plus five and a half. From a fantasy football standpoint, uh, Golden Tate returns, which I think is going to give the Giants a boost as well. I don't know how relevant he'll be in fantasy, but I do expect Sterling Shepard to have a big game here. And of course, Cook is a must start for the Vikings. He's a top five running back this week. I think Gallman for New York is a decent running back too, or maybe a flex option. And he is my 20th ranked running back this week with Saquon Barkley still out. Uh, Adam Thielen, I've gotten the top 15 wide receiver spot and a decent play this week. But like I said, I think Sterling Shepard is a sneaky good play in fantasy football this week. He's in my top 20 and has really become a more valuable option since Daniel Jones became the starter. So the next game that I'm looking at is going to be the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals really just looked awful last week in that Monday night football matchup versus the Steelers. The Bengals offensive line made the Steelers look like the 85 Bears. I mean, it was just ridiculous. They couldn't block anybody. I think Pittsburgh had like eight sacks in that game, and Andy Dalton just had no time to throw. They couldn't get the running game going. Um, the, the offense has really just been terrible for Cincinnati. You know, they just haven't been able to establish the run either with Joe Mixon. And with A.J. Green out, Dalton just doesn't really have any wide receivers that can create any space on the outside. They're only averaging 14 points a game, which is awful. And the Bengals' defense has been equally as bad. You know, the Steelers beat up on them with a backup quarterback last week who was making his first start. So I really don't have a lot of hope for Cincinnati, and I'm kind of shocked by this line that they're favored in this game. I know Arizona hasn't been much better, but I think they are at least trending in the right direction right now. 
You know, both rookie head coaches have been a disappointment, but Arizona has the better offense, and Murray has the ability to scramble, which gives them more opportunities to make plays. So give me the Cardinals plus three in this game that somebody has to win, right? And from a fantasy football standpoint, I do like Kyler Murray this week. I have him as a top 10 quarterback play. Um, You know, if you've got a better option, go with it. But I think he's a playable uh, quarterback in fantasy. I also really like David Johnson as an RB1 this week. And I have him in the top five running backs. I think he's going to have a really big day against Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Mixon, I'm not as high on. They just can't seem to get him going. He's only a top 20 running back this week for me. And Tyler Boyd and Larry Fitzgerald are both just outside the top 15 this week as far as wide receivers. You know, maybe a decent uh, wide receiver two or flex option for you. The third game that I'm looking at is the New Orleans Saints and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And really, I think people are sleeping on Tampa Bay's defense under Todd Bowles this year. You know, this is a team that's creating a lot of turnovers and playing at a much higher level than most expected going into the year. And Shaq Barrett looks like the defensive player of the year. I mean, he has been an absolute beast for them. And Jameis Winston is really just having a resurgence with Bruce Arians' offense. That It's an offense that really has always elevated quarterbacks and Winston is really having a kind of a, a under-the-radar good year so far. With Breeze still out in New Orleans, you know, they've got Teddy Bridgewater in, and he's filled in nicely for Breeze so far. But his conservative play and their dink-and-dunk offense, I just don't think is going to be quite enough versus a Bucks team that really should be 3-1 and one if not for a missed 34-yard field goal in the last seconds versus the New York Giants a couple weeks ago. Tampa Bay is putting up 30 points per game in this offense. A lot of people wouldn't have seen that coming at the start of the year. And the Saints are only favored by three at home. You know, they've got an awesome home field advantage like everybody knows. But for them only to be favored by three at home, I think Vegas thinks that the Bucs can play with them. And I tend to agree. So give me Tampa Bay plus three in this game. And from a fantasy football perspective, I've got Jameis Winston in the top 10 for quarterbacks this week. I think he's a playable option. Uh, Bridgewater is outside of my top 20, so I, I wouldn't touch Bridgewater unless you're in a really deep quarterback league. Alvin Kamara obviously is a stud. We all know that. I've got him as my number three running back this week. I think he's going to have a big game for them as they lean on the run and try to take pressure off of Bridgewater. Michael Thomas is also a top three wide receiver this week. I think Bridgewater is going to look to go to Thomas early and often. He's an obvious must start. Uh, Mike Evans is also an obvious must start. I think he's a top five wide receiver this week, but I also really like Chris Godwin uh, wide receiver for the Bucks in the top 10 as well. I think he could have a really good game here against the Saints. So the fourth game that I'm looking at here is going to be the Browns and 49ers. This is the Monday night football matchup. And I think the Browns have really found the formula last week versus the Ravens. And that's to run the ball with Nick Chubb and really just establishing that running game It sets up the play action for Baker Mayfield, and it forces the defense to play honest. And I don't think this is a team where you can ask Baker to throw the ball 35 times a game and expect them to win. I think if 
Cleveland can stick to that formula where they get Nick Chubb the ball early and often on first and second down, set up some manageable third downs, and take that pressure off of Mayfield. I think the Browns could be in good shape going forward this year. You know, the 49ers are a 3-0 team, but they haven't really been that impressive, and they have a bunch of turnovers this year. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo has looked very average with only five touchdowns and four interceptions. And when I look at the Browns, I also really like that they've used more tight ends in the run game. That's really helped their shaky O-line open up holes. So I expect some more formations uh, with double tight ends to help them get the ground game going against the 49ers and play some ball control offense here. San Francisco is just one 14 and two as a home favorite in the last three years. And this is the third road game in four weeks for the Browns and the 49ers are coming off of bye, And that's why I think San Francisco will probably win this game, but I'll take the Browns to cover and give me the Browns plus the five points. Looking at a fantasy football perspective of this game, uh, I wouldn't feel great about starting Baker Mayfield. He's outside my top 12. Uh, I wouldn't feel great about Garoppolo either. He's just my 20th ranked quarterback, so hopefully you've got better options there. I do love Nick Chubb, um, and I expect a big night from him. I think he could be a top five running back this week. Odell Beckham Jr. is also a top five wide receiver for me this week and a must start. And I also like Jarvis Landry uh, as well. I think he could be a decent wide receiver too, and he's just inside my top 20 at wide receiver. I don't have any San Francisco wide receivers or running backs that I think are startable in this game. Uh, I do think San Francisco's George Kittle is a good play this week and a top three tight end, but I definitely expect uh, more fantasy relevance from the Brown side of the ball. So the fifth and final game that I am taking a look at this week is going to be the Packers and Cowboys. The Packers defense has been among the league's best at taking the ball away. They have created a ton of turnovers, and I expect that trend to continue versus Dallas. You know, Dallas really hasn't beat anybody good, and they certainly haven't beat a team on Green Bay's level. You know, they've they've beaten up on some pretty average teams so far, and they just looked terrible against the Saints last week with a backup quarterback. They couldn't move the ball. I think they were really exposed because the Saints kind of showed you the formula on how to beat them, and that's load up to stop the run and force Dak to beat you. And he just couldn't do it. You know, the Cowboys are only 1-8 when Ezekiel Elliott is held under 75 yards. And I expect the Packers to really load up the box and try to take him away. And they've got the secondary to do it. I think they can play a lot of man-to-man, uh, single coverage on the outside, and just really pack the box with those dynamic linebackers and try to take Elliott away in this game. I expect a lot of eight men in the box from Green Bay on early downs and get try to get Dallas in third and long situations and just try to make Dak outplay Aaron Rodgers, which I don't think he can. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's really found his groove uh, last week in a close loss to Philly. This offense continues to improve under LaFleur, and I'll take Green Bay plus three and a half in a close competitive game in Dallas. 
from a fantasy football perspective, you know, Aaron Rodgers is just inside my top 10 this week. Dak Prescott as well. I don't think either one is a great play, but, you know, they're startable if that's who you got. You know, maybe in a in a two-quarterback league, they're a better play. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is my number two running back this week. I'm expecting probably 25 touches or more from him. I think they're going to really try to pound the rock with Elliott. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he found the end zone and, and had a pretty good game here. Aaron Jones is just outside of my top 10, but I think he's a nice running back two option this week. Amari Cooper is a top five, or excuse me, a top 15 wide receiver and a decent wide receiver two this week for me. Uh, with Devontae Adams out, there wasn't any Green Bay wide receiver that's inside my top 40. So just a quick recap on the games I've got this week. I'm taking the Giants plus five and a half. Cardinals plus three, Buccaneers plus three, Browns plus five, and the Packers plus three and a half. And if you go on to the Pint Glass Football Podcast official Twitter handle at PGF Podcast, I'm going to have a bonus sixth pick for you guys. So be sure to check that out. And thanks for tuning in today, guys. I really appreciate it and hope to catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Pint Glass Football Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Twitter at PGF Podcast.